Hello, and welcome to Cucumber Talks. I'm the host, David, and I'm joined by Marshall, Bryce, and we have a special guest today, Abraham. Welcome, Abraham. How's it going, guys? Very uh, nice to meet you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so let's let's kind of get started. This episode is going to be a little, a little all over the place to kind of get you a little warmed up to the ideas that I've been researching now for about more than 15 years. Um, once again, my name is Abraham, uh, a Canadian born, um, currently living as an expat in Mexico. I've been living here for about five years. And that's part of the story as well. Um, COVID and like I said, here we go. So I, I grew up like any, you know, I grew up a Christian kid, uh, went to church, uh, followed the rules, did all that good stuff. And uh, 9-11 happened. And I think we were, you guys were very aware, obviously, what, what how that started. Um, uh, we're not, I'm not going to stay too long on 9-11, but that's kind of where my story begins. Um, at first, you know, I believed the, the media, I believed the story, the terrorist attacks, all that kind of stuff. Um, the older I grew, the more anti-war I became. I've always been butted heads with authority, butted heads with stupid decisions without rational explanations. And for me, the war never gave a rational explanation. Sure, it was a terrorist attack. But what did uh, Iraq and all these other countries have to do with it down the line? So that kind of started getting me to question the narrative on 9-11. And that's for a future episode. But that's kind of what started my journey is I started doing my research on 9-11. Long story short, the, the mainstream story is not what it, what is the truth. It's not the truth. The truth has been manipulated to benefit governments, to continue uh, the military industrial complex and keep fighting useless wars. Uh, as you can see in, in Iraq, 20 years didn't solve anything. The Taliban's back in power. So and how, mu how much blood, sweat, money was spent? Trillions, obviously. Again, that's not my main subject, but that's where my story begins. So from there, if you try and rationalize that 9-11 was, let's say, an inside job, you start to think, okay, if this was an inside job, what else has been manipulated before the internet came into play, before newspapers were around, before the flow of information was around the way it is now? So I started doing more research and started doing more digging and trying to figure out where this story begins. And that's where we get to the Anunnaki. This story goes back literally more than 3,000 years, just like the Bible. The Anunnaki, where you could, I don't want, you can, the short answer is an alien species, but at the same time, alien is debatable because alien to me means interdimensional. I, I don't, I'm still debatable on, on the plane of existence that we live on, whether it's an earth, flat earth, a simulation, whatever it could be. Uh, I'm still up for debate on that. Uh, unless I'm physically in space, I'm still, I'm still on the fence. Um, my thought on that is, you know, it's really easy to believe anything that comes out of a book. Why, why do you believe something that was written down more than someone speaking to you on what I'm talking to you about? I understand research goes into research and time go into these theories, but at the same time, there's a reason they're called theories. 
uh, it's not fact. And a lot of the space talk is, you know, the theoretical. Now, as I go back to the 9-11 point is makes it made me kind of, like I said, scratch my scratch my brain, be like, if they could pull off something this big, this kind of manipulation, and a lot of the public is is unaware, because obviously speaking to Bryce, he was unaware of a lot of the stuff that I spoke about. And to me, that kind of surprised me because I thought a lot of people were interested in these kinds of things. And then again, you know, not people, not not everyone has the same kind of interest as I do. So when you go back to the to this, what I'm trying to get you guys to understand, if they could get, if they could do 9/11, how far does this go back? World War II, uh, World War One, uh, um, the the Dark Ages, or even before then, uh, the Roman times. You never know. Now the Anunnaki were uh, a race of people that came down to Earth, and in the stories, these are tablets. These are the Sumerian tablets written by the first group of humans who cultivated you know they did the first ones to hit our first civilization the the sumerians out in um present day iran in that area um there was a group of beings that's what they're called the anunnaki that came down and they were mining gold that's the story they came down to earth to mine gold to save their planet. They had some issue with the ozone, something like that. And gold was the source to resolve this issue for them. Um, at first they did do the mining themselves, but after doing this for a few thousand years, they got sick of mining. So they, they, they genetically modified the smartest species on the planet, AKA homo, uh, homo erectus, that, that weird, form of species that we have. We have different versions of humanity, like a, we, Homo sapien is what we are right now, the last version of this. They obviously, they were genetically modifying um, uh, the human genes for, for a long period of time before they finally came to the Homo sapien, the, the, final, the final class of human, you could call it. For a time, there was, you could think about this, the, what I like to put it in perspective is like, it was a Lord of the Rings time. There was a lot of different types of humanoids out there. That's why in the Bible, they even talk about giants. Um, and I tie the Anunnaki to the Bible as well. This is not just my theory, but a lot of the truthers kind of believe this theory. In the Bible, it talks about the fallen ones, fallen angels. Um, they, they, they came in and they, they, they saw the daughters of men and, and lusted after them. That, to me... And to a lot of other truthers, feels like it's a bit of the story of the Anunnaki, where they they came down and interbreeded with a certain type of species, aka maybe a humanoid version, the DNA manipulation, and created the slave race for us to mine gold. And for a while, we were under the Anunnaki rule. Um, now, this this like doesn't end now. I currently still believe that they may have left but they are still here in a spiritual manner in the sense that I don't think that they came here from another planet. I think that they are interdimensional beings. They come and go as they please. And they came and seeded humanity with the first type of information, how to farm, build weapons, 
language, culture, and they kind of were the, the creators, the seeders, the ones who started us off, gave humanity that kickstart. And the, the timeline for these guys is, is actually quite ridiculous. They, 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 the timeline of, that they ruled under their families was for like 200,000 years. It was pretty ridiculous, the, the kind of timeline. So they didn't live just like humans between like, like 100 years maximum. They had rules. Uh, uh, they were ruling the kingdoms like Earth, whatever you want to call it, um, for, for thousands of years. And, and the Anunnaki, as you can see, we have pyramids all over the world. Um, they were, it was a global initiative. So you could say it was a group, let's say, so you kind of understand it was a group of 10, 10, 10 higher beings. And they all had different parts of the world mining gold for them. The Aztecs, the, or sorry, the Mayans, you have the, the Mayan pyramids, you have Egypt, you have uh, India, the Vedic text. They have ridiculous stories out in India. Now, um, the Anunnaki, they're depicted in a couple different manners because they're that's where also I kind of relate this to giants because they they're in all the depictions of them in in um in the historical carvings like they 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 had they drew them and they carved them into stone and they once you compare them to they they carve a human and then they carve the Anunnaki and the Anunnaki is like nine meters tall compared to the little human so that's where I kind of go into this where they were also interbreeding, like some of them kind of like weren't following the orders of uh, the, the main leader and kind of split off. And that's also another reason why I feel we have so many pyramids in all different types of the world, but the culture, they have the same kind of pyramid, but it's a little different from each location. So that's kind of a little bit of how to get started here, how this kind of gets going. Yeah, dude. I can't wait to break all of that down. Um, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot. Like it, 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 it the 9-11 part is kind of what ties us because if you understand, if I can get you to understand, 9-11 is the easiest one to kind of break your brain. If you can, if you have architects, engineers, um, the people who worked at the building, the first responders, all telling you they heard explosions. Um, you have the owner of the building pulling, putting a, a terrorist insurance on his building like five days before for $5 billion. Um, so little, at what point do we stop saying, okay, this is, this is coincidence, this is coincidence. So if I can get you to understand the 9-11 side of this, the lies and the manipulation go back so far, these Anunnaki are still here in human form, if you want to call it. Their, their bloodlines are still here. They're like, you can trace back the Queen of England all the way to Muhammad. She's related to Muhammad. You, that, that's so, Jamie. Go look at that. Go look that up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Trace, before before we go any farther, yeah, go farther, further, further, farther, um, I just want to say, Abraham, um, I'm I'm so happy you you came on the show today, and I I want to tell a little backstory. Like, I had dinner with Abraham a few days ago, and we were kind of just uh, spitballing these topics and. You know, the stuff you 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 tell me and we talk about, yeah, I'm I'm kind of familiar with it, but not I haven't gone deep down the rabbit hole before. And I I, I wanted to share with you all, David and Marshall, when I was listening to Abraham, I caught myself. Well, Abraham actually caught me like kind of giggling and laughing 
at the ideas. And the next morning, like Abraham, he had the courage to like call me out on it. He was like, you're giggling, but this is, this is worth considering essentially. And then the next morning I kind of had this realization, like, yeah, that was really lame of me to just laugh at his ideas. Yeah. Like when I, when I, here when i encounter these ideas my first reaction is to just laugh them off and um not take them seriously and i realize i have the tendency to come off as kind of condescending so i want to say thank you abraham for having like even if we walk away from this and like disagree or whatever and aren't convinced of course i I just want to say i admire you so much for having the courage to talk about these ideas and that's kind of what we do on the show is just like give give people the space to talk about their ideas so yeah i just want to say dude i i admire you for for having the courage to talk about this stuff and talk about it openly in public like we're at a restaurant and you're talking about these things that are pretty controversial i'd say just with no shame and and that's what i think we're that's what we're trying to do here is like learn how to speak about our ideas without shame or anything like that so Kudos to you, man. You're you're kind of an inspiration, to be honest. So in in that way, where you can talk about things without shame. So I just want to say that. Appreciate it, Marshall. You had a question. Yeah, I wanted to go back. So so I don't know much about the Anunnaki. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't even say that I know a whole lot about the nine eleven. You know, alternative ideas. But I probably know more about the 9-11 alternative ideas than Anunnaki. How did you trace that back for us on like how you get from 9-11 to the Anunnaki? Mm-hmm. Because for to sure. me, I don't I don't know what that connection is. I, I'm curious how you got how you got how you got there from there. Of course, of course. It, 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 for me, it's like that's just uh, a jumping off point. That's because I was like, I want to say like you guys, I was a person that watched CNN and believed everything CNN told me, you know. Um, but then I started kind of doing my own research. I hate I hate I hate saying that doing my own research because that that phrase nowadays makes you sound like a crazy person. But just questioning the the reality questioning is a good thing i don't i don't see what why all of a sudden questioning reality and questioning your reality and questioning everything is a, is a bad thing in 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 2021 apparently but 911 for me i be, i don't believe for a second it was uh the the main story so in my reality it, it's once i was able to put make that connect be like okay 9-11 100% in my mind was a means to an end they either put explosions or whatever the case it doesn't matter how it happened I don't believe the narrative so mm-hmm. from there it's like if they could pull off something that big that massive in in the public eye what can't they do that's that's where it started for me it's like if they could do this what can't they do and how far has this gone and again, I touched to the point where the only reason a lot of this information is coming out now is because of the internet, the flow of information. They can't control it now. Whereas back in the day, a hundred years ago, the newspaper was the only flow of information and they had complete control over that. So that's where I go back and you start going back a hundred years. You go back and the thing is, there's so many things that go to this. Like, for example, 
World War II is another jumping off point. Um, they knew uh, Pearl Harbor was going to happen before it happened, and they let it happen to go to war. Yo, can and I that's stop you real quick? Say. I think it'd be helpful if you defined they. Like, they? When, when, sure. you, re- when you refer to, because you refer to they a lot, and when I listen to tr- truthers, is, is that yeah. what we want to call it? Called. Sure. Um, so truthers, when when I listen to the podcast and the YouTube videos and, and whatnot, I, I hear they a lot. Yeah. So who is they? Is it the Anunnaki or is it somebody else? That'd, be, that'd be helpful for me to understand. No, I understand, yeah. So the, the Anunnaki, you could say, interbreeded with humans. And that's why it gets, it gets a little crazy from here. Um, where they talk about all these lizard people and like, oh, reptilian this, reptilian that. I don't believe in, in per se the lizard people. I do believe in a bloodline, whereas these families, so the Anunnaki are, are back like three, four, five thousand years and they were interbreeding with the humans. They, so they kept this bloodline going. They have it been going for thousands of years. So when I say they, I'm referring to these families that are, if you think you're, if you think you're at a hundred million dollars, you're a person of interest. You're not. These people, they are not on Forbes magazine. They're not on people. They're, you don't know their names or anything. You, the only thing that they are is are, they're the, these families, AKA families like the Rockefellers, the DuPonts, the Merovingians. These are all families, generational families of generational wealth that have been interbreeding with each other to keep this so-called bloodline pure. So when I say they, I'm referring to these families that most of us aren't even aware of. In fact, I don't remember one of the names, but one of the guys I watched did uh, an expose on one of these families and he was removed off YouTube immediately. So the moment you put these families on spotlight, and you have enough of a platform where people are noticing you, you're, you're banned off YouTube. That's why a lot of these truthers, people that I, I get my information from, they're not on YouTube. They're not allowed to be on YouTube. They have uh, Spotify podcasts or uh, have created their own platforms to get this type of information out. Now, what for me is if the information was bullshit, why would YouTube have a problem with it? What's wrong with people talking about ancient history or talking about families like this like if it what would be the issue if it was bullshit what all you do is is by removing it on youtube is you just give them a louder a bigger box to stand down a bigger speaker and and, and the fact that this isn't just one type of youtuber that's had this happen to them it's a consistent censorship these families aka like i said the duponts so each family they have each has a section so america has their own group of families, like the Rockefellers. That's the American division. The, the British division has the, the Queen of England side of the family. And uh, who was his other name? I forget his name. But they're so look, each. Look that uh, up, David. The, the English one? It's the Rockefellers. Let me look it up real quick. While you're looking that up, I, I think it might, just just to be safe, to. And I know this may be simple to define the like truther, because I think mm-hmm. when some some people might hear truther, they're like, well, like is that somebody who's seeking the truth? Is that good or bad? Who knows the truth? You know. No, I don't claim to every to the stuff that I'm saying is fact. What I claim though is that there must be a, a kernel of truth in in the information that's that's out there. 
because otherwise these platforms wouldn't be removing the information put, put out there. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all banned me. I don't have an, any of those accounts. All of those accounts have been removed and deleted because of the information I share. And it's, it, it's, it's memes. I share memes, memes. I'm not posting uh, the election was fake and none of that stuff. It's just memes. Um, I, for example, I talked about um, what's the Hunter Biden, that Hunter Biden crap last year in October. And I was like, oh, Trump's going to win. Hunter Biden, this stuff's going to come out and Trump's going to win 100%. The media squashed that shit so hard that no one knew about it. And no one knew about it till this year. And, and that's what I'm trying to say. The, the manipulation of information is so vast that if you can if you can comprehend comprehend that we're being manipulated to right now, do you know how easy it was a hundred years ago? Do you know how easy it was two hundred years ago? That's what I'm trying to get you guys to kind of understand that. Just question everything. So let's put the pieces uh, to Marshall's question together. Sure. Uh, tracing back to nine eleven, the way I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, is there's a bloodline starting with the Anunnaki. Yes, that exist in all different regions and cultures and countries, and it it spans back to the Sumerians. Correct, and currently exists today. That bloodline is still we Correct. we we can still find that in the the Queen of England and the Rockefellers and their descendants, Correct. and these descendants of the Anunnaki. This bloodline have an agenda to maybe you can fill in the blanks there of course now am i am i am i on the right track with that yeah exactly thank you for kind of you know that's perfect that's why let me talk and then you narrow it down because that was beautiful um can you repeat your question (laughs) i um i don't think maybe maybe now we can get into their agenda okay because um so 9-11 was, uh, yeah, how about just talk about the agenda of this bloodline? The agenda, it, it's, that's the thing. I can't, I can't give you the agenda um, at this point. But they point. do have an agenda. No, yeah, obviously they have an agenda. Like, now this ties into God. Like, I, I was not, before I kind of went down this rabbit hole of truth, conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, I was, uh, like I said, I was raised Christian. Um, I rebelled. I, I thought the Bible was bullshit. I thought religion was phony. Um, I didn't like anything about it. I didn't like being forced to do something on a Sunday. I didn't like the whole idea of it. Just like school, just like government, just like any form of being conformist. I've always butted heads with that. And that goes even with religion. So that kind of ties into this with God. I think that these beings, there's good and evil in each there's light and dark good and evil yin to the yang i think these beings there are good ones there are good anunnaki and there are bad anunnaki i think at this point we've been taken over by a small group of these people that manipulate us through media through water through food through uh, like natural disasters through a lot of different means to kind of keep us dumbed down because i feel like we are a builder race we we're not supposed to work 40 hours a week just to have a couple days off it feels like it feels like there 
they've they're I don't know the end game with this. It just it feels like uh just we're just a slave race and we're we're not able to go past a certain level of consciousness with these type of people manipulating us like this. Like and when I when I say to go to the next level of consciousness, I mean to evolve, like to it's hard to put that into words to get to the next level of consciousness to just like you don't you think for example um if you were put in a position to help you'd want to like help as many people as you could i feel sometimes that these people in in positions of power forget to help and it's just like me 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 and sometimes that you see that perspective and you're like well if i was there you know i i know i'd do things differently and that's when you kind of go back into these these races what i told you about these bloodlines it's a little strange to me that every president in the United States history are all related. They are all, you can Google it right now and you'd see, I think everyone except for Trump, but I even think Trump was still related somehow, but all, all the, all the presidents in history have been related in some form to the queen of England as well. Now, like I said, the end game, it's just a control, control and keep us from, from evolving and keep us, dumbed down that i don't i don't know what the end game would be with this but i like it, it goes back to the spiritual part of this 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 journey that i've gone to that i feel like if they're they're able to get you to give in like give in in the sense that like it's hard to explain the original intention of the Anunnaki was to mine gold, right? Yep. But that's no longer the the goal. No, no. That's why the end game is is up in the air. So, do you have any idea why it went from gold to control? Like, I guess the the question that comes to my mind is, why didn't the Anunnaki just fuck off after they got their gold? I think they did. Some of them did. That's what I'm, that's, that's why this kind of wraps into the Bible with the fallen angels, because uh, I think I mentioned this to you where in Star Trek, they have like the prime directive where you're not supposed to mess with lesser species. I feel that they were the higher being and they came and messed with the lesser species. And we come down to um, this say, uh, good and evil part. I feel like they're, this is not, we're like a spiritual battle. And I feel like if you give in, give into the temptations of this reality, your soul is recycled and you go back into like, into this same kind of reality. Like I told you how I feel like they're inter interdimensional beings. I don't feel like they came from another planet. I feel like the Anunnaki are, 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 kind of harvesting our souls maybe at this point i don't know because the, then you get into the crazy theories of they they the the blood worshiping the um, where they, they 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 drink blood and all this crazy stuff with the the lizard theories though that part i don't really get into that part because that part seems a little more far-fetched than the stuff i've spoken about <laughs> if you can believe it so so you have kind of going back to the beginning too so you have the it, at least as far as your journey goes, you have 9-11. You start yeah. questioning things because things don't really add up. So then it seems like, okay, there. it seems like there's some people involved who maybe are manipulating the situation, know some information that 
probably isn't out there for everybody to know. And then it gets to the Anunnaki. How did, um, like, how do we have information about them? Because, like, I, I started... I started down the rabbit hole, like pulling on the threads slightly, you know, getting ready, yeah. getting ready for, for today. And um, it seems like there's some, some writings and so forth that kind of are like the source material for some of this. And then, um, so I guess I'm curious about that and then how that sort of ties into everything, you know, everything else. Cause right. It seems like there's a, a difference between sort of this source material from whether that's really long time ago and then how that might tie into things that are more current events where we're where it's more of a speculation between like, OK, here's what we think was written. And then are these the same people as these other people who might be involved in 9-11 or, you know, various other things? The Anunnaki. So, like, if you look at it from a perspective of of a global view, the Anunnaki, they 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 seeded humanity. That's my theory. That's not my theory. That's the theory given in, on the on these tablets. Now, these tablets are ancient Sumerian tablets written by the Sumerians, and they talk about the Anunnaki. They talk about a group of group of sky beings. That's what they call them. That came down and seeded humanity. They came so before them, uh, they came down that taught them how to farm, how to make weapons, how to mine gold. Obviously, all that kind of information. Before then, I think we were just hunter gatherers and living in caves before them. So they came down and they gave humanity this type of information. But the thing is, it's not just in Samaria. What I'm trying to explain is that this is a global thing, a global initiative that they pulled off. That's why if you look, the pyramids globally, they're all vaguely similar, but all these cultures had no communication with each other. Like there was no internet, they didn't have newspapers, they didn't have cars, barely any of them had horseback. But yet you have Mesoamerica with pyramids, you have ancient Egypt with pyramids, you have the parts of uh, um, what's the, Asia with pyramids as well. Like that, that's what kind of gets you to be like, okay, what, how are all these cultures related? They're what, how did they, how are all these pieced together? So when I talk about the, the Anunnaki, they they came and they gave the same generic information to a bunch of different groups of people, but that's why there was more than one. So you had one uh, King Anunnaki in Mexico, one in Egypt, one in uh, Asia, one in Russia, like that. Just like we do now where we have different families ruling different parts of the world. That's where I go back to these bloodlines, these bloodlines from the, from the ancient times that they were ruling the bloodlines from China, the bloodlines from Asia, Middle East, Mexico. They're still here to this day and that's where the the Anunnaki kind of they they spread it's it was a global civilization and they talk about it also in the bible how we all had one language uh and, and god came and had to split us all apart and, and gave us all different languages because i think uh, together humanity we're we're i think we're we're unstoppable but we're being manipulated to fight with each other to to nitpick to to argue over skin color when we're, we all bleed the same blood. So the, the tablets that you're talking about, so it sounds like, yeah, there's like a potentially a bunch of different pieces from story, different, you know, different languages and things like that. Is the is, same. There's the same across all of them. The flood, the, there's a flood story for all these, all these civilizations. They ha all have the same generic flood story. They all have pyramids. That's a little strange. But they all have a similar 
sort of creation story too? Uh, yeah, actually, a lot of them do. Sky people coming down and giving them information. If you look at the Hopi Indians in America, in Australia, the native people down there as well, same thing. Sky beings came down and seeded us with information. This is not a story just in, Meso uh, in, in Mesopotamia. This is a global story uh, from different civilizations, not, not, like I said, not just from the Sumerians. The Sumerians were the first ones, is my opinion. They were the first group to do this. Maybe, maybe they weren't, maybe they were, uh, because it, it shows that Australia's civilization, the, the Australian natives, um, the ones who do the Hakka dance, the whoa, 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 all that, they're actually older than the Mesopotamia, maybe, that's still debatable. But same thing, they talk about these um, sky beings. And if you look at carvings, not carvings, stone, stone art from ancient times, back then you drew what you saw. And you see these same drawings all over the world. These big ass alien things that make no sense drawn in caves in France, in Mexico, in China, in Australia, all over the planet. Same generic flood story, pyramids, same story from the sky beings. So I'm not saying it's the God's truth, but information back in those days was passed by word of mouth, not like how we do it now. So word of mouth was... They still do the Indians. The, the, the sorry, not the Indians. The, na the native, the real Americans, <laughs> the real Americans to this day still pass down stories like that. And if you go speak to those, um, the chiefs there, they'll tell you the same thing. They'll tell you that we come from the sky. Yeah, this is making me want to dig into the the history the of thing those, is that those cultures. It, it, it's that the, the Anunnaki is like it's it's a small piece of the puzzle because this is not just meant like the Middle East. This is a global initiative, like I told you, we're a, we're we've been lied to about who we are and where we come from since for since the beginning, and and that that's my my goal here is like I just want to find the truth, good or bad. I don't care. I don't care what it is. And like it for me, like I said, I go back to 9-11, 9-11 when once I came to terms that they were willing to sacrifice three thousand people, and they do this for rituals. This is ritualistic sacrifice to for their god that's why we go back to good and evil they they have some god they pray to so i have my god okay i want to get back to that but yeah, just to tie up some loose ends the anunnaki or the bloodline that currently exists on the earth in your opinion are these evil ones that remained like the good ones they left and then the evil ones stayed on earth and now their their objective is to control and um possess is, power over over us over i the, don't the, the normies the thing is it's like i i don't know if the good ones left or the good ones stayed but i feel like i don't just like there's good people and there's bad people i it's i think it's it's the same thing with the anunnaki why would you think they're any different than and then humanity they have free will also you know they have if they're if they're real people real beings they look like us because in the drawings of these anunnaki um they're actually just big humans they're like 10 foot tall big humans with huge beards that's what they are depicted as in um these carvings in samaria anyways but the ones that are still on earth aren't like that the queen of england oh that's what i'm saying i don't think they're on earth like i and if they are on earth they're underground like that goes back to the the there's underground bases in, in america and all over the world well didn't they like because you mentioned that they 
breeded they didn't all, all like interbreed right perhaps they breeded with um, the thing is I guess the, just regular the interbreeding the interbreeding was done to have people here they can control so it's like they're the president of whatever this is if let's say like I, what i believe is that they're interdimensional they maybe maybe they're good maybe they're bad i don't know but obviously some of them they believe in the prime directive don't mess around with uh, lesser beings then you have other people like in the bible the fallen ones the fallen angels whatever you want to call it came down and seated these these lazies so they came down and slept with these women and these women even the bible says they 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 brought men of renown something like that that's what is quoted in the bible these men of renown were born and these men of renown came and were destroying you know the civilizations being built and that's again it ties in to the flood story where god was like you know what reset and flooded the whole planet to to get rid of all these these mixed races out there and kind of start over that's what I'm saying. I don't know the story. I don't know the story. These are just pieces of the puzzle where you kind of start learning more about different cultures. And you're like, oh, that kind of ties into the, the Sumerian side of things. So like with the with the pyramid part where I was talking about how you have pyramids all over the world, all over the planet, gen, gener, 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 generally the same like like uh, dimensions and like the three, the three pyramids for Orion's belt. Orion's belt has something to do do with this i don't know maybe that's where these people are from but orion's belt is always tied into these pyramids these the three pyramids are always aligned with orion's belt all right let me yeah, try right. let me try to summarize again yeah go ahead <laughs> the queen of england would yeah. be not considered an anunnaki she would be considered a descendant of their bloodline and then yeah. the real anunnaki are interdimensional beings that perhaps we don't see uh, and they live underground or um, are not, visi not visible not visible to us yeah no not visible to us at this time no no okay. i believe um like i said they use they work through us so they're now to kind of get you to understand why i'm saying this is like in world war ii hitler was believed in the occult like he was a crazy occultist he had witches all this crazy people working for him he would channel he would have this one lady who would channel these beings into her and have them speak so she would be gone and something would enter her and they would speak on the behalf of them that's how i think these anunnaki these beings communicate with us right now i don't think there are they are in our realm or in our presence right now but in the past maybe we did like maybe in the in the past it was like like i said lord of the rings like we had a bunch of different type of humanoids um a, a bunch like giants humans uh, homo sapiens uh neanderthal a bunch of the, these different humanoid versions and that's again where it comes into the flood now you saying they i'm going back to this where these they came down like i said and they chose each place has its own location so you have a, a family group in Mexico, you got a family group in the United States. Like I said, the Rockefellers. I'm not saying that they are Anunnaki, but they might have bloodline descendants. Yes. So like, like they, they were the fallen one that interbreeded their great, 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 great grandmother fucked an Anunnaki. <laughs> and then the Queen of England or these descendants 
Yeah. They, One of them. I mean, they channel the Anunnaki as a way to carry like out a, carry out their desires. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I, I think like you. I said, I think this is like it feels like um a soul harvest, something like that. It feels like uh their yeah, soul harvest. That's the only way I could really put it. Um, the battle is this isn't just it, it, it's a soul harvest. You make the decisions that you make in this realm pay dividends in the future. So like the good and evil part, like I, I believe that truly that there is a we're in a spiritual battle right now. And what we're going through um, to this day, it, it feels like it's it's not normal anymore. This isn't about um I think control over territory anymore or control over resources. It feels like a con- we're there. The, this is control over the the human mind at this point. Okay, I want to get into that, but before you mentioned, you said um, there's a lie. There's a lie being told to us, right? I can't yep. remember your exact words, but a lie that most of us non-truthers or people who haven't experienced the truth yet believe. Can you? Uh, expand on that what what exactly that lie is and is that lie being direct is it being intentional i assume it's being intentionally passed it's being intentionally um like we're being intentionally brainwashed by the the blood the bloodline descendants i feel their goal is to make us feel unimportant when in reality we are very important we are spiritual beings having a human experience and they're making you feel that you're less, you're unimportant. They, uh, where the theory of evolution comes in here, where they, you're a speck of dust, you're space dust. They make you feel unimportant. And that's that's where my, that's when I started really learning about um, evolution. It, it made me, it destroyed my thoughts on religion. I was like, oh well, fuck, religion's a joke. We we evolved for monkeys. And then you kind of get into this truther side, and then it. It opens up your whole spirit. It bring it brought me back to God. It brought me back to God because it, I believe these people are doing. And I said again, these people, these families are doing a lot of shady things behind our back, not for our benefits. They're manipulating us for a goal that I can't see, but it's not a it's not a future that I'm looking forward to. So so talk a little bit about because that's pretty interesting to me. I think. Um... Talk about what you think about what humans are. So if the Anunnaki, if I'm if I'm understanding it correctly, if they're not, you know, because I guess coming into this conversation, I was thinking that the idea was that they were sort of among us and sort of disguised. But it sounds like the way that you're understanding it is it's not so much that they're there, you know, like looking like like I'm talking to somebody over here and they're an Anunnaki. It's more like a bloodline. Anyway, I guess I guess my question to all of that though is the spiritual side of it. So if the, if these people who are have a bloodline of Anunnaki and also human, they're among us and they look like people, and we just assume that they're human for the most part until something you know happens and we're like, wait a minute, maybe they're maybe this is maybe something else is going on here. Um, how do you think of that dimension for like for for people for Anunnaki for the people who are sort of in that different bloodline? Like, is there a different dimension that people can be on also? Or are people basically confined to sort of a, like, materialistic world? And then there's this other plane that the Anunnaki and these other bloodlines are able to kind of go in between, but we're sort of trapped in one. 
Great question. And yes, that's that's where it comes into this interdimensional uh, talk. Now, to kind of put it in perspective from an example I've heard previously is infrared light. We can't see infrared light, but if we put a camera in front of our face, we can see infrared light. So with the Anunnaki, they could be living in a dimension between us, like they we could only see them through infrared light, or like I said, they're interdimensional beings. So they're living in the same presence at us, but it could be like the upside down, like in what's that show on Netflix? What's that I'm show? Like Interstellar. Stranger, I don't know what Stranger the show Things. Is. Stranger um, Things. Yeah. Stranger Things. Exactly. Like there's an upside down. These I feel that they are low frequency beings. We are higher frequency beings in the sense that. That's when I was trying to tell you about the consciousness going to the next level. Now, when you start, I felt my consciousness grow. I, the fact that I started questioning everything and not accepting something being spoon fed to me, I noticed my perception on reality started changing. It's like you, I started manifesting things in my own life just by when you kind of re- understand that you're the master of your own reality, you can start manifesting things. And that's the part where I try to get you to understand they're trying to make you feel unimportant and not special when in fact we are absolutely special and we are loved and we were created for a purpose. Almost like we can we can experience or get to some of those other dimensions, but they are sort of saying, or almost like trying to keep us out of them. Yeah, they're they're like, hey, don't be part of this dimension. This is our dimension. You stay in whatever the material. Whatever you want to call it. We could have it. So we got, let's say, let's generic terms so that, you know, normal people can understand. Let's say heaven, okay? Heaven and then earth is limbo and then hell. That's where they're at. So we have different frequencies. So I think once you evolve and your consciousness grows, like you get to a point where you see, you see through the bullshit, whatever you want to call it. Maybe at that point you grow, you grow as a, a human, you grow as an individual. But I think it's like the, like I was saying, the, the prime example, the infrared, there's things that we can't see with our visible eyes, but have you seen the movie? Um, it's like that old movie where they, the guy, he puts the sunglasses on his face and it, everything looks normal and he takes the sunglasses off and everyone's got like a, a zombie face and, and the advertising for, you'll have an ad for Calvin Klein jeans. And then he takes the glasses off and it says, uh, consume, consume, consume. So it's like you're, you're, you're being fed a perception of reality and we manifest our own reality. So if you have religion, you have government, you have media pounding down your throat every day, this version of reality, you're going to believe it and you're going to see it. But if you start questioning and looking around and be like, things are not normal what, and try to connect your own dots, you start thinking everyone else around you is crazy. And why, why, why can't they connect the dots themselves? Why don't they see what I see? That's why, that's why I'm passionate. And that's why I have these conversations with people. They can think I'm crazy all I want. All I ask you to do is do your own research, go look for it yourself and come to your own opinion. I'm not, I'm not pushing, I'm not religion. I'm not asking you to convert. I'm asking you to question. That's all I do when I have these conversations with people. And I've lost a lot of friends because of it, but I don't, I don't care. That's okay with me. My purpose here is to wake as many people up as I can, because I'm, I am passionate about this subject because I, I hundred percent believe we've been manipulated for hundreds of years, millennia by a small group of people who are keeping us in this low, low vibration. How do you tend to discern between, you know, somebody who's manipulating 
in the wrong way. I don't know if there's a positive version version of manipulation, actually, but you know what I mean? Like somebody who is maybe, um, I guess I want to just say has some bad ulterior motive. I don't know whether I don't want to say bad, but you know, they have like this, this ulterior motive that they're trying to control or, or push people down or keep people out of something like um, an agenda. Yeah. Like, yeah. Has some sort of agenda that's, that's maybe tied in with, with some of this. Um, that's that there is because because everybody has agendas like how do you know which one to sort of follow (laughs) that that goes into deeper into the rabbit hole if you want to like the theory is if so let's say okay um we're a slave race like 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 uh i mentioned previously but what slaves for what what we're not we're not mining gold anymore we're not pretty we're not doing the the previous um Thing we were bred for let's say so what else is left what why are we here what do they need us for and that's where i come to this soul harvesting this 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 power that they're trying to get and i don't know what they're trying to build with it but um the theory is that these families have a breakaway civilization and it, uh, the one of the things is i don't want to stray off too off course but they they have their own religion these this group of individuals it's like um i would say it's under 10,000 people easily. If you're including their families and everybody, it's under 10,000 people. The the top ones, probably 12, 12 decision makers that are making these decisions for billions of people. And these are people, like I said, you're not going to know their names. Um, There was like, I said, I'll find, I don't have the name of the family, but um, tinfoil hat, the guy, that podcast guy, he was removed off YouTube, removed off every platform because that guy just spits truth. He brings on people with crazy theories and just lets them talk. He doesn't say he believes it, but what's wrong with getting people to talk? Like what's like, when did, you know, like when did just talking like if frogs are gay or there's no space or flat earth, like when did that become a threat? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, man. That's what we're trying to do here too. Yeah. I've, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I can't, I can't remember the the name of the theory. It's a it's a book about astral projection. An author about who writes about astral projection. I don't, I'm not sure how familiar you are with that that concept. That's, yeah, that, that um, kind of ties into it too. <laughs> it's a, a, uh, the author's name is Robert Monroe, but in one of his books, the theory suggests that the the it, this might kind of tie into the soul harvesting part. The theory is that this uh, the higher beings there are higher beings. And they're essentially harvesting our emotions. Like every time we have a negative emotion or a positive emotion, that is like some type of currency for the higher beings. Yes. So they need us to produce these emotions, higher frequency, lower frequency, whatever it is, love, hate, anger, and just us producing these emotions feeds them yes Fe- feeds the, yeah feeds them essentially it's full harvest exactly yes it's yeah yeah you put it perfectly yes i like i said i i can't get in too much into detail into it because i don't have a lot of information it's a master plan you could call it but um yeah that's 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 what i think it's like we're trying to get to heaven let's say we're like we're trying to get to heaven and these lower beings are trying to keep us in the same vibration so they can keep feeding off us whether it's emotionally physically mentally whatever it is but yes like they 
uh, in the tinfoil pos- uh, tinfoil hat podcast, he calls it a uh, louche. They're stealing your louche. That's that's the that's the the same word. Yeah. That's from that like theory. Your ether. Yeah. Your ether. It's like uh, your mana. They're stealing your mana. Right. So you, exactly. Yeah. They're and and it is so. For uh, when I try to tell you about manifesting your reality, it's the God's honest truth. When you have a frame of mind that you're like a defeatist attitude, when you're like, oh, I'm not going to get promoted. Oh, I'm not going to make my sale. Oh, I'm not going to make my quota. Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it far in life. Oh, I'm going to get fired. If you have that type of attitude, you're going to manifest that reality. But if you have a positive mindset, all these successful people that say positive mindset, I thought it was bullshit. The moment you start trying to put that positive thought idea, whatever it is, you start following a path to better yourself, you're going to do those things. But if you're in a destructive path, which is what they want, you're going to be feeding the louche towards that, feeding the louche towards a lower frequency where when you're working on yourself, trying to better yourself, you're feeding your louche to the higher being, to the, you're upping your, like lifting your consciousness. Whereas like I'll bring, whereas you can say like people who are drug addicts, they could say they're, they're giving their louche to the, the lower being. And I could speak that from experience that when I, I, I come from a, a, I was an addict in my past. And I, I could tell you 100%, I was feeding the, the lower beings louche, 100%. I changed my life and my perspective. And now I'm feeding the louche to the higher being, whatever you want to call it. I, God, Jesus, whatever the hell you want to call it. And my life has changed tenfold just by changing your frame of mind, bringing your reality, manifesting your reality. Yeah, talk more about that. And if somebody is existing on that lower frequency, Lower frequency is is bad, right? And higher yeah, frequency so, is good. Yeah, so low frequency, they want to keep you in low frequency. And you know how they do that? By feeding you Coca-Cola, Pepsi, McDonald's, watching porn, um, anything free is, is you're 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 the you're the product. Okay. YouTube is free. You're being advertised to Pornhub. Yeah, social free. media, the nine to five work all day, exactly. that type of stuff that keeps you at the low low frequency exactly exactly and and i i think for example your body is your temple that i i believe that 100 exercise is a a great way to raise your frequency uh helping someone that is something i have found helping someone and not expecting something in return that's how i don't help to to put like what i can't stand in this generation is that when you help someone and they have to fucking record it I can't stand that. I can't stand that, that you can't just do something out of the kindness of your heart. You have to record it and post it on Instagram. Or if you didn't go to the gym, unless you recorded it and posted it to Instagram, these things are stealing your loose and you don't even know it. Instagram, Facebook, Pornhub, YouTube, they, YouTube is debatable because you could use YouTube to, to find the information you want. But the rest of those things are, are counterproductive and keep you in a low vibration. TikTok, Instagram, those things are freaking poison, poison. And I can't imagine what that's doing to kids nowadays because I'm a 90s baby. I grew up, I was born in 88. So I had the luxury of just kind of no internet dial up. So I didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up with an iPad in my hand. So, or, or have access to porn results. So I, I can't imagine what this next generation is going to be because they're working on overdrive right now to keep your brain mush and not, and have you believing everything that comes out of the the little idiot box. You mentioned exercise. What are some other uh, 
strategic things you can do to implement meditate. into your life and yeah. get into that higher frequency. Meditate, uh, ground yourself. And when I say ground yourself, I mean, don't wear any socks or sandals and, and put your feet on the earth. Um, like no, get, here's another really great thing that I wish I knew beforehand. Um, if you have build yourself an office, make sure to buy yourself a nice wooden chair uh, because that's natural. Anything natural helps your, your, your inner being. So if you're working in a metal cubicle, or if I put you in a wooden box, you would work, be more productive in a wooden box than you would be in a metal cubicle. So these are like little things like meditation for me, to be honest, completely frank with you. I dabbled with psychedelics and that was a big reason of my consciousness kind of, I feel expanding and me staying clean was psychedelics. That was a huge, huge reason for me to stay clean. I don't do it. Like I last time I did, it was like a year and a half ago. So it's not like it's, it's not a, a like, Hey, every weekend kind of no. So, but it's it for me, psychedelics were therapeutical DMT and acid both. Yeah. What you're, what you're describing does sound very psychedelic and it's, yeah. it's very interesting. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm interested in knowing how to tap into that without using psychedelics because yeah, I have experience with psychedelics too. And you do find when you are experiencing psychedelics allow you to experience different planes and different realities. And even I think encounter some of those beings or whatever you, you, saw, whatever yeah. you're calling them, the Anunnaki or whoever it is, I feel yeah. like you can encounter those those uh th those those beings when you're on psychedelics you can find it with meditation as well though that's mm. the thing you don't, you don't need psychedelic i i i feel when i help someone i get an endorphin high when i do something out of the kindness of my heart i that for me that gives me a high that's my high like that's that that for me is like i love doing it i love doing it and, but there's a polar opposite to that. You have these people at the low frequency. Imagine, imagine if I feel good helping people, these people feel the opposite. They feel good hurting people. And that's why we tie, in, tie into this where they, they're controlling us and trying to keep us in this low frequency to keep feeding off us and not moving to the next level of humanity, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, going to the next level. Going to the fifth dimension. We live in the fourth dimension. So, yeah. I love what you're saying about helping people because to me, being on the, when you're in a low, to me, being in a low frequency is when you're really trapped in your ego and you're trapped yes. in your head. And yeah. it's all about me, 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 me. How can I do, do this for this ego that isn't even real in my opinion. And that, I think that's the beauty of meditation and psychedelics. You can experience yourself without an ego so it's not even yourself but you lose the ego and that higher dimension or the higher frequencies that you're talking about i think it feels tangible when, yeah when 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 you're not caught up in your own experience but you can experience what's the, the way to put it like your experience is wider it's more expansive you know yeah. you're not just trapped in your your body if that makes any sense. It, it, it does. And I think that's what made me um, a successful salesman as well is I, I'm very, I put myself in the position of my clients all the time. And, and that 
that gives, like I said, it, it's like what you were saying. It, it gives, it gives me a broad idea of, of everyone. Like, okay, I, I, I can put myself in the position of a single mother. I can put myself in the position of a foster kid. I can put, I'm not saying I had these experiences, but I can relate no matter what I can try and put myself in that frame of mind. We, we have some Christian themes running through this podcast. I'm interested if you can kind of try to connect what you were talking about earlier with the Anunnaki and the higher frequencies and the lower frequencies, plus your experience growing up as a Christian. How do we, um, what's the word? How do, how do we put all of these themes together in a Christian context? It's a little hard because every, I, I've been a little all over the place with this, but that's, kind of you know that that's that stereotypical image of the the conspiracy person with a piece of string and then there's a chalk there's a board and then the string is tied off to a million different things that's that's what it feels like because to be honest the level of this manipulation has is so vast and it's so big that the christian theme of this and all religions i feel is it was at first it was a form of control like I, I i believe there was a buddha i believe there was a muhammad i believe there was a jesus i believe but i believe they were all the same person if you kind of get that like i believe like they were all the same person at different times but the same consciousness went into those people at those times to spread that information the counter information that we're a slave race that we're more special than we actually are that we mean something and that we're not just here for no reason. And that's where it kind of ties into this Christianity. I grew up Christian, but I rebelled once I kind of learned about science, learned about evolution, learned the indoctrine, indoctrine, indoctrine. Oh my goodness. I can't say the word indoctrination. Am I saying Indo- indoctrination, indoctrination that this school system puts you through to make you feel unimportant. And once you, I got out of that school system, I was still anti-God and all that. But once I kind of got started doing my, my research, going into these subjects, you start thinking, if these people believe in something this sinister, this evil, there has to be a good. There has to be the opposite, the counterbalance to that. And I, I go back to my point. I believe 9-11 was an inside job. And this is, it ties everything to my frame of thought. That was for me, my, my moment of epiphany. When I had my epiphany, that's when like the, the egg on my head, like, and it was like, that's when it just cracked. My, my brain cracked. It was like, I, if they were able to manipulate and pull this off without, with no issue, what else could they do? Well, that, that made me, it made it easier to believe all these crazy stories about reptilians, Anunnaki, um, manipulation, and Illumina. It made it a lot easier to absorb this information because if they could pull something that malicious in my lifetime, what, could, what did they do when I wasn't born? What did they do before newspaper? What did they do before the internet? And when you kind of start to wrap your head around that, it, it, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's scary. And that brought me back to religion. It brought me back to God, not to Christianity, not to conformed religion. I don't go to to church on Sundays. I talk to God in the morning and talk to God at night, every day. I I pray. I I don't ask. I don't beg for anything. I, I ask for opportunity to be placed in front of me. And 
I'll take it from there. That's it. That's all I ask for opportunity. I don't need anything else. I'm not, give me a million dollars. Give me a Ferrari. Give me a new car, whatever. No, that I think that's obvious. That's the wrong type, uh, attitude to, to have towards this human experience. Okay. You can ask for help. You can ask for opportunity and you'll be given decisions because it goes back to free will. You can go down the low frequency path or you can go down the high frequency path. And I, I've done both. I've done both. I've lived both. And I tell you, my life is a hundred times better going down this path. And I've, like I said, I've lost friends talking like this, going back to religion, going back to spirituality. People have a, 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 an, an initial ugh, disgust of the Bible and because of everything it stands for, everything that comes along with religion, the, the anti-gay, all, everything, you know, that everything, all the negative stuff that people don't like about religion. And then I try to get them to understand. I'm like, I'm not, I'm saying the Bible is actually cooler than you think. It's actually like a history book. It's, it's like a, they speak in metaphors the whole time. They never, they never tell you anything how it is. And the more research I did, the more I went back to God, the more I went back to religion. Like I said, if you have this type of people who I, like I said, I believe they exist. I'm in my reality. I see it day to day what's happening. So I, if they're doing, there has to be the polar opposite to that. And that's everyone who goes down the truther community, I think enters it, probably not religious, but they leave, they come out after a few years of research, they come out of it spiritual. I say spiritual because if I say Christian, people give you that initial, ugh. if I say Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, I say spiritual. I have my cross here, but it's just a representation for myself, realistically. I'm kind of curious. Um... Because there's probably people listening that are kind of interested in like diving into it. Is I know there may not be like a one website or, or you know one yeah. book, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, you know what? What would you uh, maybe recommend people like start out with, or you know to kind of get into it, or is it simply just trying to discover the truth of of things? Start with 9-11, I would say. Start with 9-11 and, and Jeffrey Epstein. It's Jeffrey Epstein. I haven't even touched on Jeffrey Epstein because that's that's the other matzo ball that it's like it's like the 9-11 comparative for 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 right now. And it, it, it the evidence is there. It's just whether or not you want to believe the government who has your best interest at heart, or you want to use logic and reason and come to your own, you know, come to your own conclusion. And that's kind of what's under attack right now, logic and reason. Like you have to believe whatever is being spoon fed to you. And if you question it, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're, you're, you hate gay people. Like, like it's like, you can't even question what's being told to you now. And we're going down a scary, scary path, man. And that's why, and that's, that's what got me to, I've been, I've had this frame of mind for years, but only these last, since COVID, since all this stuff happened with COVID is when I've come out and, and, and been outspoken and, 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 and put, put my line in the sand because after 9-11, I was too young to draw the line in the sand there, but I saw everything that happened after that. We went to, we've been at, we've been at war since 9-11. Um, it had, nothing's changed. We're just in a perpetual war to look for people to go to war with nothing's changed it's just just ridiculous these major events like 9-11 epstein this type of shit um these are orchestrated uh 
I assume that's what you're you're saying. They're orchestrated by the the bloodline descendants. Yes. And the purpose of these events is to keep us in that low frequency. Like an event like 9-11 that results in a war and then a generation is focused on war and uh, divisiveness and, and, and so on. That is all orchestrated in order to keep us at that low frequency. Let me give you a perspective and I'd like to hear what you guys think of this. So humanity was at a turning point at, two, at, the, at the millennium, at 2000. The internet was taking off. Imagine, put yourself, put yourself back in the year 2000, okay? The internet is taking off. Uh, the dot-com bubble went and passed. You have all these new things starting to bubble up. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all these things are coming down the pipeline, okay? So imagine if 9-11 never happened. Imagine where our timeline would be if that event, that massive global event didn't happen. And that's when I, I get you to under, try to get you to understand the, the, the timelines and the perspectives that were coming. So we could have gone down a higher timeline, a higher frequency timeline. We could have come out of there in, in a new millennium. We're gonna, artificial intelligence, who knows what we could have created, but instead we were distracted and manipulated and pushed towards a timeline that was not supposed to be for us. And these massive events that they pull off are to, they're like rituals. They're like spells, you could say. These are massive rituals that they pull off to sacrifice these things, these souls, to get their, to the, get their reality to come to fruition realistically. Because that, that's what I always think. Where would we be if 9-11 didn't happen? Where would, like, would we have solved world peace? What would, what would, like, where would we be? Like, imagine that timeline, like no 9-11. Right. It's hard to think, right? It's yeah. hard to wrap your head around that. Right. You, you know what the whole conversation kind of makes me think because, because I, yeah, I come from kind of a, a Christian perspective, Christian background, certainly. And so I, I have sort of this belief that, you know, evil exists and that even, you know, maybe different different realms of like angels or demons who are maybe like among us but in some different plane type stuff but frankly i don't really think so much about the evil side and like what it wants you know what i mean and it seems like a lot of the questions that we've been talking about here come back to like what do what's the goal of the anunnaki or what is the goal of this sort of orchestrated plan. I like that word you said, Bryce, of orchestrated, maybe just because it's a musical term now that I say it. But anyway, just like that it's that it's all sort of puzzle pieced together to try to go in a direction. It's directed, not just sort of random happenstance. So yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm coming away with is trying to think like, okay, just trying to get to that underlying motivation of things, you know, like okay. It's like a soul harvest. That's why that's why I put it like that. It it feels like a soul harvest. It feels like a a way to keep us from evolving, from expanding our consciousness by feeding us garbage food, garbage media, garbage information. They're keeping you at a low vibration. That's that's my personal feeling on this. Whereas if you eat healthy, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, without getting too deep into the Epstein stuff and all that, I, yeah. I was curious, what is the major event, if any, more recently? The major, like, like, like a 9-11. Like a, like a 9-11. COVID. A- Epst- oh, yeah, true, true. COVID, that's, that's, this is, the way they work 
is uh, they work, uh, what I've noticed is they work in 10 year increment plans. So they'll pull off one thing in the beginning of the, the, the 10 years and they'll slowly progress you towards the next event. Just like, so nine, let's split this down into since 9-11 because that's, that's the time, like I said, this is, for me, this is my launching off point because that's when I kind of like put the batteries in and we're like, what the fuck? What, what's going on? What's this reality that we live in? Like what, I need answers. So after 9-11, they implemented the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act stole how many of our freedoms? Now you can't, you can't go to the airport without toothpaste or a bottle of water, all this crazy shit. And at first, everyone was fighting it against it. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. Slowly but surely, humans are, what's the word I'm looking? We are adaptable. We adapt to anything. That is our human nature. We adapted after 9-11. And now what they're doing with COVID is we're adapting to this new form of living, which is why I, I am so adamant why I took a stand now. Because if people don't wake up now, we're, that's it. It's it's done. We're going to be living in 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 Orwell's 1984. You're going to be you're going to have your i your passport on your phone or or on a tattoo or in a chip. They're going to have one currency. You, if you're a bad citizen talking bad about the government, your currency is going to be removed. You can't buy groceries. Oh, you've you've driven your hundred miles for the week. You can't drive anymore. That's where this is going. So the, they they do these massive events like this. So 9/11 was one. Then Obama winning, I think, was the other one because Obama, uh, he was the one who started all these. After Obama came into office, all these school shootings happened. Obama's time was to try and remove uh, the guns from Americans. When Obama came into office, he, he was the divider. He came in to divide the people and try to take the guns away from the people. Now, now you had Trump who came in, who I think. I'm not a Trump supporter, nothing like that. But Trump is the avatar of this movement of truthers. Trump, love him or hate him, he fucking woke up a lot of people in his four years. Woke up a lot of people by just calling their bullshit out. And, and that's, that's I think, what sped up everything we're going through right now, where you have the elites, they, who have implemented COVID now, and they put their foot on the pedal. They're like, man, okay, we got to get these people under control, because if the longer that this shit goes on where they have their freedoms, the, the more trouble we're going to be in, because it's like, um, where there's more of us than there is of them. So they're, they're scared of us. They're, we're, we're, we shouldn't be scared of them. Mm. That's interesting. You pointed to Obama, I was I was gonna guess the financial crisis. He was part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that too. The the housing. <laughs> he was part of it though. He was he was but he was the housing crisis was part of it. But now we're in the housing crisis 2.0. Right now we're we're in another bubble that's going to be even worse. Um, so I uh, talking on that briefly. I would let the three of you know to prepare. I've let Bryce know. I don't. For me, uh, I'm not a. Uh, I don't understand crypto, but what I do understand is, you know, farming, <laughs> agriculture, water, silver, gold. Those are uh, tangible assets that have been used for thousands of years. Whereas Bitcoin feels like if there's this reset, great reset, whatever you want to call it, feels like Bitcoin might not have a place at the party. Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, I would argue that, I'll just throw <laughs> this out there. I think whoever the opposite of the Anunnaki is like are the good God Bitcoin. I think he, Satoshi Nakamoto was God and like gave us Bitcoin on a platter. Maybe. And like here, right. here's how you save yourself because right. this is 
decentralized. This is getting away from that one world current right. government currency that you're talking about. Like this is going to save you. And you could be right. But like I said, like we were, were talking about, there's, there's the good, there's the good guys and there's the bad guys. So the, one of the themes that these guys like to talk to my, in my, in these conspiracy circles is like, why would they give us the internet? So if they like to have us under their thumb and control us, why would they give us the internet? And the reoccurring thought is they they gave us the internet, but in the not thinking like it was it got away from them, like it got away from them, and now it, it's a beast they can't control. It's out of their control, and now they're doing everything in their power to remove you from communicating with each other, like removing li the like button from YouTube now. Now because because uh, videos with with Biden the, the are being like button. Yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying. They're censoring you. They're trying to do everything to keep you from talking to each other, keep you from loving your neighbor. Love thy neighbor, man. Love thy neighbor. It, it, they're keep they're keeping you separated and manipulating you to fight with each other and keep you in this low frequency. When if if your neighbor love thy fucking neighbor, man, it's in the like that's it's so simple. The the internet hmm. topic is so social interesting dilemma because. <laughs> web 1.0 was freedom you know it represented freedom and you could say anything that you wanted you could be anonymous and then web 2.0 comes along and then you've got facebook and snapchat and instagram and all these and that's when i think the anunnaki or whoever it was woke up and were like okay how can we control everybody because web 2.0 is the embodiment of what you're talking about putting people on a low frequency um you know getting it, people sucked it, into it, stupid stupid bad, stuff though, because look at it from this perspective if you're spending all your time on tiktok and instagram you're going to be fed bullshit all day you're going to be fed useless information that keeps you in a dumbed down gray matter side of but then also you can use these platforms for good so it's a double-edged sword and again where it comes to free will that's why we're given free will you're given the choice to go down the wrong path but you're also given the choice to walk down the path of light that's why they have control but they don't have as much control as you'd like to think we are spe more special than they give us credit for and like i said we're spiritual beings having a human experience and you're let's say you go down the dark path let's say you make wrong decisions in this realm so you're gonna have to go down and do your time i don't know how it works let's say you gotta spend 100 years in hell i don't know how it works and then you get rewashed come back to this realm and go through the human experience again until you learn your lesson until you learn whatever lesson you're here to learn and that's where it comes to the good and evil they're fighting they're fighting for that loosh both sides are fighting for that loosh that's that's like the soul harvest, man. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting with it because I know a lot of people who are scared is the word I come up with, like just paranoid about stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess the challenge is, you know, on one side, you can just ignore it and then be like, oh, yeah, we're all fine. Nothing bad's happening. We're all fine. You know, ostrich in the sand type thing. And then you've got the the scared side where you're you're paranoid all the time and you're you know, trying to prepare to, you know, for, for everything. But then I think there's sort of this other way where you recognize that some of that is, can, is, can be real. And there are dangers out there in the world, but you can still take the, I don't want to say the optimistic perspective, but you, you could still choose to realize, like you're saying, like all this bad that's out there doesn't have to be that powerful. It, it, 
certainly can be very organized and it can certainly look very orchestrated and it can certainly look like there's a lot of things that are going on. But at the same time, it's like, oh, but we can also choose to, you know, use TikTok to spread a good message or what, you know, whatever the example is. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You couldn't, you couldn't have said a better, better man. That's exactly like, it. It's, you choose. Yeah. I mean, even this podcast is an example, like this is certainly 2.0 web, you know, like we're on Spotify or, or Apple, you know what I mean? But it can be like a, a beacon, something else. Yeah. Something else within that. Yeah. And like when I'm not saying like, I don't go watch a good old Marvel movie, you know, I'm not saying I'll go, well, I won't <laughs> indulge in the consumerism, but I, I notice it and I realize it. So for example, Black Friday, our version of Black Friday just happened here in Mexico. Hmm. And I just, I'm like, it, 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 it sickens me. It hurt, it hurt my, it hurt myself to, to witness the consumerism and how sheepish people are. And they're so easily manipulated and all it's, it's, it's really easy to manipulate someone when they're not, when they're okay. And when they have a roof over their head, they have football, they got beer, they have everything. That's what they give you these things to keep you at that low vibration. Like the, like in the ancient Roman times, give them, give them coliseums, give them this, give them that, and it'll keep them distracted. You keep the, you, you give them these distractions so that they don't go looking for within themselves, I would say. Cause I noticed once I haven't watched TV, like, like cable television or watched like a commercial, like forcefully in years, like it's been a long time. And I noticed my, my own train of thought started changing. Like I started I don't know, just yeah, seeing sure. through more bullshit, as you, if you can say. So the way the, they they like to speak to you um, is they believe in karma. They believe in good and evil, like I told you. And the way they work to avoid karma is they'll tell you things are going to happen before they happen. And I've said this to Bryce before. They, they speak through symbolism, just like the Bible does. They speak through metaphor, just like the Bible does. They're not going to tell you, hey, by the way, we're going to go blow up the, the World Trade Center. No, but they had you had Biggie Smalls singing about blowing up the world trade you had the simpsons talking about 9-11 and the simpsons which is another episode we'll talk about where they predicted programming they have a lot of uh things that have happened in the simpsons before it happened and happened in our reality um they so you'll go if we ever go to let's say go watch a movie or i watch an older movie I'll, i'll point out the things of how they they like to speak to you so for example, the Hunger Games, we're fucking living that right now with COVID, man, with the, the Hunger Games where it feels like we're, where supplies are starting to run low in some parts of the world. Um, it, it, they, they speak through symbolism to avoid the karma. So in their mind, they think if we tell you these things are going to happen, they avoid the, the karma. They avoid the, the negative outcomes. They avoid um, the universe coming down on them. I can speak to, to, to this in when I was at the low vibration, when I was being bad, doing bad things uh, and doing bad things to good people, bad things would happen to me. And this is my own personal experience. And then once I started doing good things for people out of the kindness of my heart, not looking for a compensation, anything like that, my, I was repaid back 10 times as much. And it was the same thing when I would do something bad. I was given that karma right back. And that's the way these guys, they work also. They, they'll tell you things are going to happen before they actually happen in movies. Um, like uh, they like to do it at, at like these like grand opening events, like the Olympic ceremonies. 
they like to give you these window into the future before they actually do it. And if you don't stop them, it's on you. I'm curious what your vision of a higher frequency world looks like. Uh, you, hmm. you, um, I guess we, we would all agree that we're kind of in general in 2021, we're all kind of in a low frequency or the majority of the planet is what maybe five years from now, if, if everybody got on a higher frequency, what, what does that look like? No world hunger. No, like, I don't know. Like that's a, that's a, that's a hard question to answer because everyone could have their own perception of what would be a better world in my, in my reality, it would just be everyone gets to do what they want. Like you don't like a, a 40 hour work week, instead of working just to make money, you get to work towards being a better version of yourself being, let's say I want to be the best gardener in the world. Obviously being a gardener doesn't pay well, it doesn't give you money, but let's say you become the best gardener in the world and you find this flower that solves can world cancer, something like that. For example, you get to be put on this plane to do something beneficial rather than doing something counterproductive where you have there's a lot of careers out there you could say that are counterproductive to the advancement of the human race and that's what i'm saying where we could be given options to do something to further all of us not just some of us that would be my ultimate goal instead of having like these borders all this kind of stuff if we had free energy manipulation all this would be over like they, the their their thumb on us would be done and that's another topic we could go into in another date is um the manipulation of free energy how we had free energy at one point in the ancient that's where the pyramids come into play um we're, we're getting energy from the ether from the earth you could say and that's why they're kind of placed all over in specific parts of the world um they were energy sources so the whole planet had energy at some point that's why these pyramids are, they're, the pyramids are like batteries, something like that. Okay. And to kind of. Another top. So yeah. yeah. I'll have to research that. That's one. why I'm saying this is, it's, that's why I try it's to tell you that it's, it's all over the place. It's like once you, so once you start researching the Anunnaki and then you're like, okay, you'll go off into another tangent and you'll realize like, wow, that connects with what I was looking into previously. And then when you, that's why I try to tell you, this is like from 9-11 for me, 9-11 was once I came to terms that 9-11 was a manipulated, orchestrated event, you start thinking, what else? What else could have been? What else? What else? How far does this go? And it goes back literally to ancient times. And I, I, I kind of go back to the Bible again to her, how God gave Adam and Eve. the, the they gave, He gave them the choice. You got the choice to choose to eat that apple or not. Just like we have the choice now to walk down the path of light or walk down the path of darkness. In the end, you have the choice. That's why we're special. We're, we're, it's, uh, we're special because we have free will. Would you say it's our responsibility to defeat this evil or defeat the, the Anunnaki? I don't want to put the term Anunnaki as being evil because that's not what I was trying to get at. The Anunnaki are part of this story. Because there's a lot of species like the Anunnaki that are spoken about in, in ancient writings. So the Anunnaki is one group of people that were in Mesopotamia. There's another group of, like I said, there was a bunch of different groups. So 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's more like an individual type of journey where it is we're trying like to I raise our own that. vibrations and get to a higher frequency on our own. And collectively, <laughs> when you do that, we all get to a higher frequency. I think we're all the same consciousness. I mentioned this to you, Bryce, but I, they haven't heard this. God created us in his image. Uh, I, I, that really resonates with me in the sense that I think God is one consciousness. He created, he was, he, he split off his consciousness into a little piece of it into all of us. And we're all trying to find our way home to that mother consciousness. We're all finding our own path through that. We may walk the path of darkness and, and go down this path to have to learn a lesson for the next round. Like they, like uh, reincarnation, like that's, that's, a perception that I really think is real, where I think we're trying to get to that next level and we're here to get to that next level. And if you don't, you maybe you come back as a was a skunk or a bug or whatever, who knows, whatever, how the reincarnation works. But we're here for that. Like I said, maybe, maybe we're gods, who knows? Maybe we're here to get to the next level and become superhuman gods in the next uh iteration of humans i don't know that's a really it's a really hard question because it's like everyone has their own perception of that but i think that you're given that choice to walk the path of darkness walk the path of light and then you're at the end it's either you're like okay this this fool didn't learn his lesson so we gotta send him back down or you know he's he learned his lesson and uh he he's going back to the next level have have you ever seen the it was on Netflix. I think they removed it because it was too woke for them. Um, the Duncan Trussell Midnight Mass. I think you guys would really like that. It would. It gives you a, it, it's little episodes on a bunch of different topics, and it kind of talks about the reincarnation part where we're here to learn something. I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know what that could be. I think individually, it's different for each person. For me personally, I think it was battling. I, I'm uh, I'm an addict, and I'm going to be an addict my whole life. And it's just, that is my personal demon. That's something I personally struggle with every day, but I've used my addiction to manipulate it towards something good. I'm addicted to work and I'm addicted to the gym now. So it's, I manipulated that counterproductive, this self-destructive attitude into something positive. And you're, like I said, you're given that choice. You're given the, the spectrum of both. You're given the choice. You decide what to do with that. I like it, man. Ultimately, it's a really empowering message. Yeah, I, I like it. It's not defeatist, like, oh, the Illuminati are in control of everything, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like it is at the, the more at the heart of it. It's very empowering. Yeah, that's why having these conversations is it, is fun to have people think on. And you don't have to believe anything I'm saying, but if I made you think, if I made you kind of question your reality. That's a win. But if I made you go look at YouTube, you're like, okay, what the hell is this guy talking about? What's, let me go look at this. And it'll bring you down a rabbit hole and then you'll go to the next thing and go to the next thing and be like, maybe that that's going to be your epiphany moment. I don't know what it's going to be for you, but Jeffrey Epstein and 9-11 are like the two easiest ones to prove factually um, without being like, hey, like reaching really hard for, hey, there's lizard people under skins, you know, like that one's a little, you know. Hmm. you know what i mean it's a little it's a little harder to get people to walk down that path whereas you know jeffrey epstein and 9-11 is a little more tangible yeah i, I think you've accomplished that today i think yeah you, i hope so you, i think you you've definitely made me think uh, 
speak for myself and I'm, I'm super interested in learning more about the the connections between the pyramids and all that that that's fascinating especially because we live not to not to dox myself or anything but <laughs> i i live close to where those ruins are so it, it, it will be interesting to learn more about that of course awesome anything else to add final thoughts mm, the only thing i'd like to say is uh, i appreciate you guys bringing me on and I hope I just made you think realistically, that's, that's all I like to do with these subjects. It's not to get people angry because that's what happens a lot when you talk about these things is people are, are so have their, they're so entrenched in their point of view that they can't see why I think this way or why other people think this way. And that's all I try to do is, is get you to put yourself in my shoes. I can put myself in your shoes. Why can't you put yourself in my shoes? So that's, that's all I ask open communication and, and don't just shut people out if they have a crazy idea, because some of the, the craziest ideas in our planet were crazy at one point and now are factual. So mm-hmm. well said here, here. <laughs> it was a pleasure guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll do an Epstein I'm... one. That one's really crazy. <laughs> that one's really right. crazy. Let's, let's save that one. Yeah, thank you for coming That's on. I didn't even bring it up. That's why I didn't even bring it. That one's really that one's intense. That one's that one kind of goes into everything. Yeah, definitely appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you all. It was really uh really eye-opening. Hopefully everybody listening can, you know, take it to heart. And, you know, it's okay to ask questions, be, be curious, you know, and, and don't take everything at face value, I think is important. Again, yeah, we, we definitely hope to have you back. And uh, thanks again to the audience for listening. If you guys have any questions, any feedback, our email is in the show notes. So just get in touch. And with that being said, we'll see you next time on Cucumber Talks, where all beliefs get to be heard.